2: Ah, welcome to Preach Kev, Preach. I'm Pastor Kev Kev, your host here with the another episode, another sermon. I'd like to tag this one, situational circumstances. Um, a lot of things may seem similar, but I mean, is it really the same? I mean, situations vary, right? Variables like the time you do something, who you are, what you do, your status. And other, like, problems that already happened to you, right? I asked my coworker one time. We were talking about becoming, like, unexpectedly um, pregnant. And, like, what would you do? So, she told me about a lady she knows. Big time job. Making almost six figures. And really was career-minded over family-minded. She was upper in age, 30, 31, 32, something around there. She went out with a guy, I think a couple times, maybe two or three times, and got pregnant, right? And the guy didn't want anything to do with it. Now, this circumstance isn't the same as someone who wanted to get pregnant or had a real relationship with someone and got pregnant. Her timing. She's 30 something years old. Never thought about having kids. So what does she do in this circumstance? It's different. Is is her career. Does her career stay on the path? Or does her mind shift to. Family mode. And putting that. Whatever career she has on hold. Situational circumstance. So I want to talk about. Khalil Mack, and this has been a topic that I've been seeing on all social networks and things of that nature, talking about how, oh, the Raiders were so dumb for trading Khalil Mack, oh, oh, look, look what he did, uh, something like football versus the Packers, look how little Khalil Mack dominated, the Raiders should have kept him, okay. Fair. But what I want to talk about is it's a situation of circumstance for his Khalil Mack situation. So let me give you the trade insight for those who don't know. Bears received Khalil Mack, a second and a fifth round pick in two thousand twenty draft and two thousand twenty draft. The Raiders receive two first round picks this year next. And they also got a sixth round this year and a third round next year. Um, let's think about this. Khalil Mack's impact. You saw he did with the Bears: three tackles, I had a one force, uh, one force fumble and recovered it, snatched the ball out of Kaiser's hand. He had a pick six, a sack, and a bunch of plays that, with him, caused another player on his team. To get sacks. So. The reason why this is a uh, situation. Circumstance. And about paying. One of the best players in the game. You start with this. The Raiders. That wasn't a good defense. Even with Khalil Mack. They was. They allowed 23 points a game. Which is 20th in the NFL. For someone who gets a lot of sacks, the team was 24th in the NFL. It was ranked 25th in the NFL in red zone touchdown percentage. So when a team gets in the red zone, it was a 40% chance, almost 41% chance that you was going to touchdown on them. And, of course, they were 23rd in yards allowed. So we're talking about a terrible bottom half defense with one of the best players in the game. Now, when you're talking about when you have one of the best players at that said position or in the game, what should happen? You should see that in the numbers. You should see that that this team, that Raiders team, at least could be in the middle of the pack. Okay, it's not that talented, right? So let me give you another example. The Marcus Cousins, Boogie, center for now the Golden State Warriors. He's with Sacramento. You know they had a twenty seven percent winning. Twenty-seven percent. That's very low for one of the best players in the game. Especially at a dominating position at center. He averaged 21, 11, three assists. Got a steal and a block per game. When he got traded to the Pelicans, right there at the All-Star. Do you know how much they went up? They had, it took him a while. But that year he got there, they had a good record after the All-Star break. And in this past season... It was 48 and 32 or something like that. Basically over 50% winning since he was there. He had a 25, 13, 5, 2 steals and 2 blocks. Now, why? Okay. He was Sacramento with nobody. Right? Got to New Orleans and is playing alongside. In my opinion, the best big man in the game, Anthony Davis. So what I'm saying is, his situation is there's nobody alongside him to help him win games, so his, his his um his impact is not felt. But you put him alongside a great player, Anthony Davis, a great defender. Cowboy guard Drew Holiday. A great-minded passing first point guard in Rondo. Putting up, putting around him a, a sniper in Miritich. You put him around that, his impact is felt. He only went up four points and two rebounds and two assists. But his impact was felt and the winning came. And now he chose to go to the wars. Warriors. So, what do you think that winning percentage is going to be now? It was 27 in Sacramento. A little bit over 50 in in New Orleans. And we're talking about someone who's going to 80%? 85? In the playoffs, 95? So, you see what I'm saying? The Raiders' defense. Bruce Irvin, Okay. They tried all Smith, but he couldn't stay, get his mind right. No corners. Carl Joseph ain't popped yet. He was a first-round draft pick. No D-linemen besides Irvin. So it's not good for Cleveland Impact to, to show. So I'm going to pay him all the money in the world. And now I can help my team get better because I got to hope I draft right. I can't bring in somebody like my next point did, like the Rams did. The the uh, the Rams were all in, right? The Rams, with Aaron Donald last year, as far as sacks per game, only allowed 12 points per game. I mean, only allowed, well, 12th in points allowed per game. My fault. And it was 12th in the field of, of, y- of passing yards allowed. Because Aaron Donald is really a pass versus a tackle. So that was in the top half. He won the fifth play of the year last year. Give him the money. You know why? The Rams went all in. Traded for Talib. Traded for um, Marcus Peters. Signed the duplicate franchise tag Lamarcus Jordan one of the uh, uh, upper rising safety now they have stars in certain places the linebacking core is not as great but that's okay but I can pay him the money because I have stars around him and you see what they did versus the Raiders pick six picked off their car three four times that D-line looked amazing with Sue and Donald next to each other. That's a scary D-line. Like I said, the linebackers need work. That's okay. Lamar Jordan. Secondary is one of the best because you have Talib, Peters, and Jordan back there. You have a great D-line because you have Sue right next to Donald. So it's worth it paying him that money. Because this, this situation situational circumstance is far better than what Oakland had. Now let's look at the, what the Bears did. They already have a a good safety combo. Amos, Eddie Jackson. They're young, Amos already a star. Jackson on the rise. You got Kyle Fuller, one up and coming. Uh, one, uh, one. I mean, he's a solid corner. He's not up and coming, but he's he's a solid corner. You're not gonna like just expose him. Eddie Goldman just got paid a contract when uh high, like eight million dollars a year for an as a nose tackle. Akeem Hicks. Drafted your linebacker, who everyone says is the best player. Like coming out. Or oh, sideline to sideline, middle linebacker. Then you got Leonard Florida on the other side. So just like Bruce Irvin, he's taking a very, very good situation where he's going to be one-on-one. It's hard It's hard for a left tackle or a right tackle to stop someone one-on-one. But when you have Khalil Mack on the other side, He's busting through the line with power and speed. Hicks, Goldman, Royquan Smith, Leonard Floyd, Danny Trevathan. Getting to that quarterback is easy. Royquan Smith came in when Trevathan got hurt against the Packers, Sunday Football. Clint Mack ran through the line, busted up, and what happened? Royquan Smith got a sack. His first play of his career. So, Khalil Mack does make an end point, Impact. He is one of the best players in the game. Defensively, of course. But if you're the Raiders, you can't add nobody because you have no money because you're paying Derek Carr all this crazy money, which he has something he doesn't deserve. Mark Cooper's contract coming up, but he don't look like he deserve it. You're paying Marshawn Lynch. You're playing the offensive line hella money. The defense has nothing but Khalil Mack. They use their first-round picks on defense. They haven't popped yet. Of course, the first-round picks, you would never get another Khalil Mack. But I have money. I can go draft people in the first round. If my scouting department is good and my coaching development is great, boom, they're coming along. Now, let me go sign somebody from defense. Let me go get somebody out in free agency who's not as much as Khalil Mack. It seems like this only is a problem when it's not Bill Belichick. He do this crap all the time. Chandler Jones has the most sacks since Khalil Mack has been in the NFL. Khalil Mack is like right behind him, like maybe five or six behind him. Chandler Jones was traded away for a Jonathan Cooper, a guard who did who got cut twice since he left Arizona uh, since he left New England, and a second round pick. While Khalil Mack went with two firsts. A third and a six. And paid the highest contract ever. While Chandler Jones leading league in sacks, yet, yeah, he doesn't get paid a lot. So, situational circumstance. Remember, look at the context. Look at what it is. You can't call Raiders dumb when the defense was sorry anyway. It's not like they was good. It's not like the Sacramento Kings was good. Circumstances. Now you put Cousin Mac on the Bears and on the uh, Pelicans, now on the Warriors. Everybody said, oh my gosh, Pelicans, made a playoff team. They were. Swept Portland first round. Even without Boogie there, I know he was hurt. But they were swept regardless. Then you got Khalil Mack. When he got traded to Chicago, everybody said this was a top five defense. Minnesota, Jacksonville, Baltimore. They were saying Bears in that same sentence. Because the Bears defense was already good last year. They were top 10. Now I just added up one of the best players in the game, if not the best player. I think Aaron Donald is, but a lot of people think Caleb Mack is. So you can't get mad at Raiders for doing what they did. You're going to be glad with the pa- uh, what the Bears did, being a super aggressive, getting somebody, just like the Pelicans did with Cousins, just like the Rams did getting talent around Aaron Donald. Because it's, a, it's not a one-man show. You can't win an NFL with a one-man show. You can't. Khaled Mack was a one-man show in the Oakland Raiders. They had 31 sacks last year. 31. I bet Khaled Mack was, if not responsible for most of them, he probably maybe got half of them, but responsible. Him him blowing up the uh, tackle so his the guard got to come so the D-tackle can win a one-on-one matchup and get to the quarterback. He's, that's an assist. That's an assist sack. I guarantee at least over 80% was a sack or at least assisted for Khalil Mack. Situation circumstance. Now it's time for me to introduce the fantasy mini-show, all about fantasy football with, of course, Austin Hunt. Mediocre advice, trying to help you win fantasy games. And, of course, money. All about the Benjamins. So here we are, hunting revelations. More touches is more points for my fantasy team. If you're not going to finesse, then what's the point? It gets you nowhere. Give me in, Rodgers any day of the week no question he had five catches 90 yards and two touchdowns it's all about the volume baby that's crazy welcome to hunting revelations fantasy football all right week one austin what did we learn
1: all right well looking at this atlanta and philadelphia game Um, What I've learned is Philly's pass rush is real. It makes up for any other disparities they have on defense because Atlanta's supposed to have one of the best lines in the NFL, and they kept getting to Matt Ryan over and over and over again. And um, I feel like Philly's really missing Alshon and uh, Carson Wentz, and the committee in the back is real. Ajayi's leading it, but it's definitely a committee. And uh, on the Atlanta side, they still can't store in the red zone. Their offense is too linear. Uh, it's the Julio Jones show right now, and uh, to me, Tevin Coleman is looking uh, like a better running runner than Devontae Freeman right now.
2: Oh, yeah, this this Tevin Coleman's a uh, contract year, I think. So he, he might might be putting on the show for somebody else to come uh snatch him up, just like uh, I guess McKinnon did last year. Yeah, I am Matt Ryan, man. I did. It, it's it's you get paid a hundred million dollars, man. It's time for you to <laughs> I want you to be a real life and a fantasy life. <laughs> top five quarterback with all that money you
1: got. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, you got anything else to add for this game? No, that's it. All right, moving on to the Buffalo Bills and and the Baltimore Ravens. The Bills are absolute trash and, Bal- and I don't know if it's just because the blowout, but the Baltimore Ravens could be going to a committee, so I don't know how I feel about Alex Collins going into the rest of the season.
2: Uh, I think that was more game flow, the the for the running backs. I think Alex Collins will lead it. Dixon got hurt again, um, so I think opportunity just presents itself out of Collins to the, to take out and be the you know be the lead back. Yeah, the Bills man, I, I don't want anybody from their team.
1: No, nobody. Like I'm I'm thinking about dropping Shady in my six man league.
2: <laughs> Cause it, it's like the quarterbacks a mess. The, they trade the offensive line a way to get Josh Allen. Peterman looks like look horrible. And Allen came in and he didn't look that great either. So and they have the Chargers week in Minnesota coming up. Good luck.
1: Yeah, they they might be the worst team in football this year instead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um Jacksonville at the New York Giants. What I have for this game is Saquon Barkley and OBJ are absolutely unguardable.
2: Matchup proof. It. I feel like I thought OBJ was not. No one say struggle, but I didn't think he would have over, you know, double digit catches. I didn't think. And I didn't think Eli Manning <laughs> would would like go to him so much when you had Rams on one side, boy on the other side. I know he's moving around a lot too. I did. I didn't think. I didn't think he was, he was going to put on a show like that.
1: And they didn't go Ingram at all with both of those cornerbacks. So I'm. I don't know. Maybe they exposed Jacksonville a little bit. Or maybe OBJ is that damn good. <laughs> OBJ is that damn good. All right, Houston at New England. Um, I feel like they missed Fuller a lot in week one because we put a lot of the, – the Patriots put a lot of pressure on Hopkins. Um, and I don't feel like – we know the defense is going to be good if they stay healthy, but I don't think they're quite a cohesive unit yet because I don't think they've had enough time to play together. And the Patriots have not missed a step,
2: right? Yeah, I I think it's it's with three receivers on the roster. You know, I was pretty pretty I was pretty impressed to see Dorsett do a good job. I know I know Hogan didn't really have a great game, but uh, it was kind of good to see Dorsett actually round pick. Uh, we know Gronk is going to be Gronk every week. And on on the Texans side, I like Lamar Miller. I, I I think this because he has a quarterback now that you have to worry about, and like I you said, you have to worry about Dondra Hopkins, he, he's going to have a lot of space to work with.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Um, I actually like Dorsett a lot, like, over Hogan this year. I feel just another year playing with Brady is going to help Dorsett a lot. And uh, Hogan is boomer bust, and I feel like with Edelman out, Dorsett could be that kind of connecting piece until he comes back. All right, moving on to San Fran at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you were at this game, Kev. Uh, I have your Vikings. I, all I wrote was Super Bowl or bust. They are, the like with Kirk Cousins, they are the absolute one of the best teams in the NFL. And on the San Fran side, he didn't have a good game fantasy-wise, but I put that Jimmy Garoppolo is the real deal.
2: Yeah, he is like the, the plays that he did make were amazing. Uh the the one where he he got out of a sack and hit Pettis fuck for a touchdown late in the game to make it a one score game. That, that was perfect round of money, like without you know, without um any any type of I guess what 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 were I looking for? Um any type of duress. And then he did he lost he lost Marquise Goodwin early in the game. And when Goodwin got hurt, I realized they really need some playmakers. Um, they have a lot of cat space, and I I really think they should have went out the um, um, uh Robinson, A. Rob from uh, that's on the uh, Bears. They should they should have got him. They should probably go get Dez Bryant or in free agency go out there a, a good receiver because Jimmy G needs some playmakers.
1: Yeah, right. I like I like uh, George Kittle a lot in this game. You think yeah, he could yeah, be yeah. that playmaker?
2: I think I think George Kittle could surprise a lot of people too.
1: Yeah. All right, moving on. Tennessee at Miami. Um, I wrote down that Tennessee is the Deion Lewis show. Deion Lewis is the pass catching back. He can run. He's quicker than Derrick Henry, so he hits the spaces easier. He's smaller. And um, I put Tannehill is still worthy of a start. He destroyed this Tennessee defense. Yeah, and I was was
2: pretty uh, disappointed in Tennessee. Now, it it wasn't a delay, two times. So maybe a little rust from both sides, both both teams. Uh, Corey Davis, I think, I think that he's going to get a lot of targets. And he's going to prove why he was drafted so high. Um, I think he had like ten, eleven targets in this game.
1: Yeah, and with um Delaney Walker out, I, I like I like Corey Davis a lot. I'm wondering who's going to step up as their second um uh, pass catcher. Right. And. That's it for that game. Cincinnati at the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck is back, baby, and he didn't have the biggest game, like say Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Andrew Luck is back, and his time will come where he has that four touchdown game for over three hundred yards. Because Indian the Colts defense is absolute trash. I uh, be again this week. Uh Naeem Hines got a lot of targets, but I think his job is safe when he comes back because Jordan Wilkins really did not show out.
2: Yeah, Naeem Hines, he he had um he had a lot of catches, right? I'm thinking about seven, eight catches, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, he. I think he was in the double digit targets. That's, that's
2: impressive. So maybe, maybe that's that's the back that we should get. Even Marlon Mack back. Give, give me the guys who's gonna who who can catch the ball because. That office, his line still isn't, you know, isn't one of the best. So get get the ball out of Andrew hands and prevent him from getting injured again.
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but um, Marlon Mack also is not a bad pass catcher. So I feel like if Mack is back, Han's ceiling is going to drop. Okay, fair enough. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. The home away split for Ben is real. He was absolute trash in this game. Um, James Conner looked absolutely great in the rain. And I feel like the Browns can compete with any team, but it's going to be a slow, slow start for that team to get everything together. And both defenses are absolute trash. Yeah,
2: you know, Brown Brown's defense Brown's not a is not a um, a, run, a run defense. They trade away their, their best run um, D lineman in, in the offseason. Yeah, I've never seen such a thing about Big Ben. Like we all know about the home and away, but it's really really bad. Five turnovers, three picks, two fumbles. Like it, it honestly, if it's not if it went for Antonio Brown. Juju and whether it's Bale O'Connor to save him. Everybody, they, they might be uh, thinking about Big Ben time to go.
1: He was thinking about retiring last year. He needs to go anyways. They need to look towards the future, but they're probably going to have to find that in the draft. I don't know if they're going to be able to find that in free agency. All right. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers.
2: <laughs> Disappointing.
1: Sorry, I was getting a phone call. Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I don't know what to feel about this game because the Chargers were down a whole touchdown from the get-go, and they lost by touchdown. So this game could have gone totally different if Tyree Kill didn't return that punt return for a touchdown or that kickoff return yeah, for a touchdown. It
2: was, kind of, uh, I was saying, it was kind of hard to judge the Chiefs this, this game – because it was the Tyreek Hill show. So it's, I feel like Kelsey Hunt and Watkins was just watching the man go to work.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Because um, I don't know how to feel about the Chargers defense either, just because Jerry Bosa was out and they couldn't rush the pass rusher. So those long plays were easier to get.
2: Right. Now, yeah, and Phil Rivers, Gordon, and, um, and Kenny Allen did their thing. And Mike Williams, when he's healthy, he saw what he can do.
1: Yeah, even though Tyrell will he he had the lowest snap count of any of their receivers, and he's still put in a decent amount of work. I like Mike Williams a lot this year. Seattle at the Denver Broncos. Um, Denver's defense low-key, like, got exposed just because I don't feel like Seattle's that high offensive of a team, and Baldwin got injured in this game, and they were still able to keep it close and put up points on this defense and i like the receivers a lot for denver sanders and dt are going to have a big year this year of case kingdom throwing passes to him and i i'm not touching a single running back from the denver broncos anymore. Well, yeah,
2: uh i know sanders and thomas are thanking john elway <laughs> about how glad they are to have a quarterback because it was it was bad for him. I you know, some, sometimes you think, okay, maybe Thomas and Sanders not that good at receivers no more. Really mean context is really the quarterback. And it showed it showed what they can do uh, this Sunday.
1: All right, the Dallas Cowboys at the Carolina Panthers. what a rough this is Cam Newton is a top fifteen <laughs> running back.
2: Yeah, fifty eight rushing yards, I think. Yeah, he um yeah, they did a lot of option plays. Uh hit the touchdown he had was an option play. We could go on either him or McCaffrey. I honestly not impressed with any receiver on either team. Uh, And now that Greg Olsen's out, (laughs) no pass catches.
1: Yeah, I don't know how either of these teams are going to move the ball effectively through the air. They're both just going to have to run the ball, run the ball. Christian McCaffrey is going to be the best receiver for the Carolina Panthers. And – I don't know what to make out of anyone in in Dallas. Well, I'm from the game I watched. Uh, I like Michael Gallup a lot, but that was the only one. Hearn's really didn't well, do anything.
2: I, it was a big drop off from Frederick to Looney, the backup center. If I had to put in comparison, if it, it felt like a like a 95 overall got hurt, you know whatever happened to him his uh, disease to like a sixty seven. I feel like they was in the backfield every time Zeke tried to do anything or Dak tried to do anything. So maybe maybe Cowboys can handle themselves versus non, you know, non like teams that don't have good defensive linemen, like maybe San Francisco, um T team or teams that don't have that that strong guy in the middle, then they might be able to hold their own and run the ball effectively.
1: Yeah, I don't know how they're. Doing. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I just don't see how yeah, they're going to put up points. If they just can't
2: run, a, if they can't run the ball, completely. they can't play action. They can't do nothing other than that.
1: So, all right, the Washington Redskins at the Arizona Cardinals. What I wrote down for this is the Washington defense is looking really, really good. Arizona could not do anything in this game. They, they controlled David Johnson, which is what they had to do to win the game. Fitz didn't have a big game, and. Um, they made Sam Bradford inaccurate, which is kind of hard to do. And I liked AP a lot. I like Chris Thompson a lot. And if Jordan Reed is healthy through the whole season, he might be a top three. Tight end. Yeah,
2: uh this is this is one of the teams that has a lot of fantasy players from it, from Docks and to Crowder, even Paul Richardson, like you said, Jordan Reed, Thompson and Peterson. That's as long as Alex Alex Smith is the guy to have because he got so many options, there's no way he failed. Um and yeah, Washington D Washington D line, they they've been drafting some good guys over the years. Jonathan Allen, uh to to name one, they they're, they're coming. Washington, I I didn't really expect Washington defense to be that effective. Um, but Arizona Cardinals' offensive line is not that great either. So maybe maybe Washington just took advantage of a, a week or line. We'll see come week two.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Chicago at Green Bay. So Chicago was up big in this game. Aaron Rodgers went out with for like one, like one, two plays uh, with a knee injury. We don't know how he's going to be next week. So and I'm not worried about the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers is going to make that team great if he's there. For the Chicago Bears, they need to get it together because I don't know why, what happened in between the first half and the second half. Where they just could not pass the ball. Well,
2: honestly, I think it's, it's, it's a couple of things. It's, it's hard to keep up your intensity when you're up 20-0 at halftime, and for for either side of the ball. Um, and I feel like Nagy got a little too conservative. I didn't know if he wanted he didn't want Trubisky to make a mistake. You know, throw a pick six, and they all you know all of a sudden, Green Bay got momentum, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, they need they need to, they need let your go let him play football. Um, like, like we always, like we said before, when you get an offensive coordinator, who's young, you, you know, young guy, young quarterback, that you need, they need a boy in pop. You gotta let them go and, and show what they can do. I like Allen Robinson. I like Trey Burton, Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen look very good. I think, I think Nagy has, has, uh, split his Tyreek Hill into two guys. And that's A-Rob and Tariq Cohen because Cohen's going everywhere across the field. Uh. And Alan Robinson, you know, you also get deep threat. Um, I Trey Burton led the like led the team in targets or came in second in targets, uh, but he didn't really do anything but one catch, I think, fifteen yards. But yeah, if Trubisky's not going to get together, uh, all the guys in, who could be fantasy relevant won't be.
1: Yeah, I really when I was watching Jordan Howard, I was really impressed by how much how much better he's gotten as a pass catcher. And if he can keep that up, catching four to five passes game, I can easily see Jordan Howard being being a top ten right oh,
2: back. Oh yeah, this I, I kinda, I'm kind of seeing Jordan Howard as uh, Minnesota did back in the day when when AJ Peterson was elite, and you had the de- de- uh, you had the defense. You want to uh, you know keep keep the game, control the clock. Your defense going to keep you in the game, so you can run the ball the whole game. Like that's why I feel like they they're probably gonna their, their success formula is right there.
1: All right, time to move on to Monday, Monday night. We got the New York Jets at the Detroit Lions. This, yeah, wow. wow. <laughs> Jets are looking like a dual threat offense from just, just from this Detroit game. I, I don't know how much I, of this I honestly believe. Their defense could be real, and uh, Crowell ran the ball a lot, and Nuno was great. Uh, even though he split with Powell, Powell was looking great. If Powell had a touchdown, he would have had a great fantasy game. Um, on the Detroit side of the ball, their line is still like non-serviceable. Their line is still they're not they're Ooh. not cohesive. And um, I've been saying this since I started doing like mock drafts. I like Kenny Galladay so much more than I like Marvin Jones.
2: Galladay year. put on the show, and it's, it's hard to, to it's hard to get one of the pass catchers or even get Matt Stafford because you seen last night. The offensive line is not going to help them, you know, in the pass game. And they still can't run the ball to keep pressure off them. I, I feel like the Jets were just sitting back and waiting. And there was everyone on the field. Uh, but,
1: the, but the funny thing is, uh, the Detroit pass catchers had great fantasy games, Tate and Gallaudet. Yeah.
2: and But I, I feel like they I feel like the Detroit Lions always only had two guys in one game. Like, even with Eric Ebron, it was either Ebron and Tate. It was Tate and Jones. Now it's Tate and Galladay. It's, it's only it's going to be Tate and somebody. We, 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 that's that's the thing we don't know.
1: I'm pretty sure went, at one point last season it was Jones and Jones when Galladay <laughs> T- was
2: out. <laughs> T-
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to yeah, make I, of this game. J- I'm just Jets,
2: the Jets I'm, offense. Yes, they will be able to run the ball. I think that's that's going to be fine. Oh, uh, we don't. I don't. I don't really know what to say about the, the uh, Quincy Newell or Robbie Anderson for now. Like I said, they're playing, they playing Detroit, Detroit Lions defense who look worse than they did last year.
1: Yeah, I like uh, Quincy Nuno a lot this year. He was supposed to have a breakout season last season, but, he, but his neck injury put him out for the season. All right, the Los Angeles Rams at the Oakland Raiders. Bowl prediction, bowl call. The Los Angeles Rams have the best secondary in the NFL.
2: Yeah, that's bold. <laughs> that's bold. But I mean it's not it's not too far off. Um they look they look great out there and Cooper couldn't do a, a damn thing out there. And this is supposed to be his year but I don't see it. I still don't see it.
1: Yeah, Cooper and Nelson did not do basically anything throughout the game. It was the Jared Cook show with Marshawn Lynch salted on top.
2: Oh, yeah. I, th- I think, I'm saying right now, everybody who pick up, pick up a tight end that's playing the Rams because their linebackers is one of the worst linebacker cores in football. Um, and the tight end is going to kill that all, all game long. All game long.
1: All game long. That's the only way they, that's the only place they can go to if Marcus Peter and keep a- K- Tlaib guarding both it's, wide it's, receivers. Especially when you
2: don't guys. have any elite receivers. I feel like, I feel like the elites of the elites would be fine against Rams secondary. I mean, yes, yeah, against secondary, but if you're, if you're just a, a decent guy or maybe just good, you're going to struggle.
1: And from the Oakland Raiders, if they play a worse defense, I really, really believe in this offense. John Gruden is going to – I liked all the plays. He was calling for this team last night, and he, he – like, they didn't score a lot of points, but their offense – put it put on a little mini show for me. Yeah. It,
2: it, if, it, if, it really was, if it wasn't for the turnovers, I mean the the game would have been the game would have been close. So
1: All right, we're moving on to our waiver wire segment. Um we have what the fluke, which is um players that performed way over expectations and we don't know if we really see that what happening the again. <laughs> All right, so our first person on this is uh Jared Cook. He had what was it, nine receptions, hundred and eighty yards against we were just talking about getting tight ends against the Rams. Um Yeah, I don't we see this from Jared Cook at least once every year where he has this monstrous game and then he is just completely missing the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, I he's this 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 is a WTF what the fluke moment? I'm not. We're not seeing this again. I saw the end of stats. I couldn't believe my eyes.
1: One that's e one one I really couldn't believe my eyes on was Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's man, 400 yards, five total touchdowns. He had what was it like? 36 rushing yards. Like he had 41 points on DraftKings. Yeah, His magic or uh, something like that. Like. He, he cost me so much money. What happened in the game? What is wrong with New Orleans? Is
2: the New Orleans defense back to what it was last year? I mean, the year before, because uh, uh, Fitzpatrick was alive and well there, alive on the road in New Orleans, and everybody on Tampa Bay. Eat. It was it was embarrassing.
1: It was yeah, embarrassing. I. It was absolutely embarrassing. I have a feeling that uh, New Orleans is going to back. Yeah, going to go back to. There, so if New Orleans is playing at home, play New Orleans. Just stack that whole game. It's probably going to go like thirty eight to thirty five, and make some money. Yeah. Our, our our third person is like we said. It was the Travis Kelsey It was the uh, the Tyree Hill show in uh, versus the Chargers. But Travis Kelsey had one catch, and he played every Travis single snap.
2: snap. He was the second. He, he was the second tight end picked in most drafts right behind Gronkowski and after, after you saw what Gronk did, okay, it's Kelsey time. Nothing.
1: It's just that's not going to happen again, man. I don't feel like, we already know Tyree Killer's boom and bust. They're going to have to get Travis Kelsey in there somewhere and I don't believe in oh, Sammy yeah, Watkins.
2: Six, six yards, he, he didn't even get you a point unless you're playing PPR. <laughs> he got you 1.6 for the whole day.
1: Oh, in our half-point PBR league, he got me 1.1 right. one point, one point.
2: Lizzie got you over one. Lizzie gave you something. Oh, man. All
1: right, we're going to – I know we're at the fluke segment. We're going to move on to uh, Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy. He had – I think it was 3.6 points in our half-point PBR yeah, yeah, league.
2: Yeah, seven carries. Seven
1: oh I, I, I know the Bills could have run the ball, but, like, what happened? Seven
2: carries, twenty-two yards, and for for a guy who led the team in targets last year, he had one one reception.
1: Yeah, one reception. Lost and yard then,
2: reception. <laughs>
1: uh, another thing I saw in that game was uh, where was Charles Clay at? He had like one or two targets, and like all the other tight ends caught balls, and that's where the Ravens are supposed to be weak at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right, so now we're moving on to uh, Matthew Stafford. Four interceptions, one touchdown.
2: He cost a lot of people leads last night. A lot of people. Anybody who was in their game, going into the game, and they were down 10 points. Sorry. <laughs> Stafford, he wasn't the guy last night for it.
1: Not in the slightest, but I don't see that happening oh, again. No. I just – if their line can get it together, they're gonna have. Stafford will be back, and then what the fluke? Kenny Steals four <laughs> catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns. He had a bomb for
2: like 50 yards. What the fluke?
1: How half your how half your catches touchdowns? That's like last year when Will Fuller had three catches yeah, and three yeah. touchdowns.
2: To- totally, totally not sustainable at all. Kenny Stills is a good receiver. We don't know who the number one receiver is, especially until Parker gets back. But come on, four catches and two touchdowns? No, come on, that's not that's not real. That's not real.
1: One thing we know for sh- one thing we know for sure on the Miami offense is Danny Amendola is filling the old Jarvis Landry role when Tannehill was there. He had – when I was watch when I was catching the box score when it was delayed, he had, like, four catches for, like, 13 yards, and that just screamed <laughs> Jarvis Lanky with Hill to me. All right, we're going to move on to uh, Trick or Treat, which is our waiver wire segment where it, we have a performance Whether we're going to see if it was a trick or if we could keep reaping the rewards and it's a treat. So, Jets defense – Um, the Lions' line is absolute trash, so I don't know how I feel about this Jets defense. Say against my New England Patriots,
2: a pick six, a a punt return to the house, for four or five picks. Now, one thing they didn't do is is sack the quarterback. (laughs) So, but they can call they they call they cause havoc and made him turn the ball over. So. We we gotta give another week before we know if this is really a trick or a treat. I think I'm gonna go towards trick for right now, um, until until they they do it versus a better team with a better whole line.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like it's uh it's definitely a trick. Staying with the New York Jets, we got Quincy Anunwa. Um, I like Anunua a lot this year. Now that I've seen him play and healthy, he looked explosive out there. He looked ready to play some football. And I feel like if you're in a deep league, a new one can definitely be a treat for you in your flex spot.
2: Yeah, I didn't really have – I didn't draft Robbie Anderson this year because once I knew that Darno was going to be the starter, I was like, well, they're not going to go deep like he did last year with McCown. And, of course, he gets a 40-yard bomb in this game against the Lions. But – I like Quincy Nua because he's a, he's more of a short, intermediate, intermediate guy, and I think Sam Darnold would be more comfortable with that than throwing it down to Robbie Anderson. So Quincy Nua, I think he would be a treat too.
1: And I feel with uh, Jermaine Kersk getting injured uh, during the start of the season, and uh, Darnold was starting with the second uh, string people. I feel like him and Nuna uh, already have some right. pretty good chemistry. All right, Deshaun Jackson. He had what, like 146 oh, yards and gosh. two touchdowns? Yeah. Something Like that. This is a trick, trick, trick Deshaun Jackson. Just, I don't, I don't believe he's going to be able to have two that touchdowns. Was, that wasn't Deshaun really like,
2: Jackson. That was, that was, Goku, Super Saiyan Deshaun Jackson or something. Because, <laughs> nah, I can, When I saw, I saw, I saw the ball, then, then he got hurt like he always do at the end of the game. So. Yeah, treat all, all the way. 100% treat.
1: All right, so Patrick Mahomes. We know it was the Tyreek Kill show, uh, but someone has to pass Tyreek Kill the ball. Um, I feel like Patrick Mahomes plays some pretty easy defenses. He has to play Oakland again twice this year. Um, Denver is going to be some tough matchups, but I feel like if you're streaming quarterback and Mahomes wasn't drafted, you pick yeah. him up.
2: Oh, uh, uh, 100%. Um, he might not be – he might not be the trick. I mean, he might he might not be the treat, you know, of a of a top top five Deshaun Watson. Every week, but yeah, yeah. You but you can yeah. you can definitely definitely start him against, like you said, that the weaker defenses. Chargers maybe without Bosa, but with Bosa, who knows? Um, but yeah, for right now, treat.
1: All right, so we're moving on to Eric Ebron. He didn't have as many yards as Jack Doyle, but he. Definitely caught that touchdown, and the Colts run a two tight end set. Uh, how how do you feel about Eric Ebron? I'm I'm leaning towards I'm, trick. I'm
2: leaning towards trick as well. I I think once Andrew Luck gets into you know it's gonna take you a while to get back into real form. So when Andrew Luck turned back into MVP form, I don't I don't remember. Um, well, I don't remember even like you know the Frank Wright coming over from Eagles. The second tight end didn't really have that much of an impact unless the first tight end was hurt. Uh, Trey Burton didn't come along to earth got hurt. Uh, same thing with in, in Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, not Philadelphia, uh, Kansas City. Uh, if, Kelsey, if Kelsey's on the field, not worth another tight end. So I'm going to say trick for now. Uh, Ebron did. He did catch us down, which he didn't do that in Detroit. So that's why he left anyway. But like so I'm going to go with trick.
1: Yeah, Ebron was on forty-eight percent of snap counts while Doyle was on the one hundred percent. And the last we have the running back from Denver. What, what's his uh, first name? Um, Peter Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, Peter. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that, Peter <laughs> Lindsay. Um, I'm gonna say Trick Man. Like from what I'm seeing, this is gonna be an absolute committee back in Denver.
2: You know what I'm thinking? I'm kind of slow. I'm. I'm 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 if hundred percent is is treat and zero is is trick, I'm gonna go fifty one on the on the treat side. The reason I say this is I don't think Devin Booker is that good of a running back. And I think he's gonna lose. He's not even gonna play at all. At so, at some point going down this line, he's not gonna play at all. And it's gonna be Royce and, and Lindsey. And it's the reason why um Terrell Davis let him wear his jersey. That's all that's all I'm saying. Three we haven't seen three O. The last time three O was worn. That won an MVP. That's all I'm saying. All
1: right. Um, I honestly don't know. I'm gonna say Trick just because, like, if Booker is out, I feel like he's still gonna be splitting with Freeman. They uh, Freeman out snapped him in this game, uh, forty percent to thirty six percent, while Booker had twenty six percent and their fullback had eighteen percent. But fullback could be with the other running backs, um. But yeah, I feel like Lindsey and Freeman are just gonna continue to split this time, and they're just gonna play the hot hand.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it can go either way. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm going go, I'm like, I'm gonna lean a little bit to the treat side, um, not too far. I'm, I'm gonna uh, make sure I check, check the rappers on that treat for, I, um, I eat it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know I'm in that, like, when you know, yeah, <laughs> <doing Halloween>. exactly. <laughs> All right, that will do it for. Uh, this uh recap of week one and waiver-wise segment of Hunting Revelations. Watch out later this week for our full breakdown of the week. Week we
2: two, we're going to win you some money.
1: Hopefully, as long as there's not an 88-point total in New yeah, Orleans. especially that. Uh, this is pretty... I won. If that game didn't happen, I would have won so much money last <laughs> week.
2: Well, hey, I did win money off Mike Thomas, and I did win money off Camara. So... I appreciate them for uh, at least showing up. Um, This is Preach Camp. Preach with Austin Hunt, Hunt of Revelations as well. We'll be back later on this week. Peace out.
0: You don't need to be employed to get employee-level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at VSPDirect.com. You don't need to be employed to get employee-level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at VSPDirect.com.